0: come on, why don't you open up your Bibles to Proverbs chapter four, the book of Proverbs chapter four. Why don't you stand with me if you can? I I like to stand when I read the word of God and teach my church to do that. Um, Just because if the president walked in, whether you're Democrat or Republican, you're just honoring and you would stand to your feet. Well, the king of kings is here. Amen. So we stand when we open up the Bible. It's his mind. All the word of God is, is his mind. Words are in your mind. So if you want to know what's on God's mind, open up his word. It's getting in in his head. Proverbs chapter four, verse seven. Here's what it says. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. I want to talk to you today about how wisdom attracts generosity. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the spirit of revelation. Give our minds illumination that we would experience transformation. God, I pray you give us a mind to perceive, a heart to receive all that you have. And I ask that after this message, we will never be the same in Jesus name. And all the people that came to the 930 service say, amen. Amen. Before you see it, give someone a high five and say, you wish you looked as good as me. You wish you looked as good as me. I'm going to ask you a question. You don't need to answer it out loud. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to ask you a question, but you don't need to answer it out loud. You kind of answer it to yourself. And here's the question. Was Jesus rich or was he poor? Was Jesus rich or was he poor? The answer is, was that he was both. Paul describes it in 2 Corinthians and he says this, he says, for, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. Jesus came from streets of gold down to the poverty of humanity. Only to rescue the poverty of humanity to one day take you to the place with streets of gold. Or I like to say it like this. Jesus was at the top. Only to come down to you and I who were at the bottom. To rescue us from the bottom so that we can sit at the top. At the end of the day, everything that Jesus did was about an exchange. You give me your poverty, I'll give you my richness. You give me your hurt, I'll give you my help. You give me your brokenness, I'll give you my blessing. You give me your anxiety. I'll give you my peace. When Jesus often referred to wisdom, it always attached itself to generosity. Everything about the God we serve is a God who's generous. You don't leave what's rich to become poor so that those who are poor can become rich when, it, when you don't live a life that's generous. Oftentimes, the Bible in some sense has been preached so incorrectly. In the Bible, you read often, well, the rich, those are the ones that always go to hell. But at the end of the day, God is never talking about rich and poor in the status of economics. He's talking about rich and poor in the status of godly and ungodly. For instance, Abraham was rich, godly rich. He loved God, was willing to sacrifice his son and give him his best. That was godly rich. But then there was also ungodly rich, men like Pharaoh and Nebuchadnezzar who suppressed their own people. There's also godly poor, like the woman who gave all that she had called the the widow's mites. And then there was ungodly poor, people who in some sense robbed God from what belongs to him. So everything about being rich and poor have nothing to do with what's in your pocketbook, but has everything to do with what's in your heart. At the end of the day, God is never looking for your resources more than he's looking for your obedience. Recently, I showed my church a comparison Because, in some sense, we all do it. I drove up today in your parking lot, and your parking lot is filled with trucks. I mean, this is like a truck car dealership here. (laughs) And I recently showed my church because, in LA, where I live, in Palm Springs, where I live, you cannot have rocks as a road. So, in some sense, we don't need trucks. Gas is real expensive, Well, we don't really need trucks. We ain't hauling horses. (laughs) We don't really need trucks. But it's amazing because a lot of people where I live got trucks. Ford trucks, Chevy trucks, Dodge trucks, Toyota trucks. And we look at we look at a truck and I, and I put one up on the screen and 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 I ac- I actually took a picture of that Ford F150 sticker price and it was $42,000. And people were like, "That's awesome." Mine was 50. Man, that's cheap. And it was amazing watching the people. And then immediately after that, I put on the screen a Mercedes CL class. And when I took a picture of the sticker, it was 32,000. You should have saw the crowds and the services. They were gassed. And I said, it's amazing because you look at the person who's a truck and you categorize them as if they're normal. But then you see someone in a Mercedes and all of a sudden you go, they're rich. And at the end of the day, we've allowed our own perception to rob us of what god really calls generosity i know a lot of people who are generous that drive a truck i also know a lot of people who are stingy who drive a truck and so at the end of the day you and i have been invited to the table because god took us from where we were being poor bringing us to a place in which we're rich. When you were in the world, you were feasting on crumbs. Now every weekend you come to church and you get a full course meal. You see, God didn't come from a place where every need was met over and above. Because in those streets of gold, there was more love to give away than there was to receive. There was more faith to have than just for yourself. There was more peace that you can give away because your home was filled with peace. And yet, he came down to you and I who were poor in faith. It's why we were overwhelmed by the things we were always called to overcome. We, in some sense, were crying ourselves to sleep, worried about how are we going to pay our bills tomorrow, when in some sense he would even cause the ravens to feed you if he had to. And so when it's all said and done, the church who's been invited to the table, who no longer eats crumbs anymore, should be absolutely rich in faith. What are you saying, Pastor Obed? Saying, I got so much faith for myself that I can allow people to use some of the faith that I got because if they're down in faith, I can release faith into their lives and help them overcome the very situations that are trying to overcome them. I should be so rich in love that not only do I got love for my family, love for my children, love for my spouse, but I got love for children that don't even experience love because I can give love away. I got so much peace in my home man we're overflowing we're so wealthy in peace we got peace in our home that anxiety when it knocks on the door and it looks inside it walks the other direction we got peace to give to other people in our family in our neighborhoods in our schools why because I'm rich in peace I'm rich in the things that God feeds me every single day I'm no longer poor in those things anymore I no longer just have enough faith for my own mountains that I can't pray with somebody to help them fight their own battles I don't I just don't have love for for myself because the commandment says you want to love yourself love your neighbor as you love yourself you can only love your neighbor if you got more love to give away than just loving yourself and so at the end of the day he became he who was rich became poor so that you and i who were poor can become rich we should live this life of generosity because we're living the life of wisdom The absence of wisdom is the presence of ignorance. God can wipe away our ignorance in one moment. It can take him months to clean up the trail. When you and I decide in our lives to give away what's been given to us, we begin to live a life that you've always dreamed of. 2 Corinthians says this, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus. That though he was rich, yet for the sake he became poor, so that though his poverty, your life would become rich. Proverbs 11 says it like this. It says, give freely and become more wealthy. In other words, I'm going to release what God has given me. I'm going to find a need and feel it. I'm going to find a hurt and heal it. I'm looking for somebody daily to just bless. Whether it's getting on the phone in the morning and and sending out a text to a friend that I know in some sense is going through hell and just saying, man, I'm praying for you today. You got a shoulder in which you lean on. That's a life of generosity. It's a life that you live beyond yourself. Give freely and you'll be more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper And those who refresh others, watch this, they themselves will be refreshed. Man, I want to live a life every day that I want to, I want to, I love going to Starbucks. I love going to Starbucks in the morning. I do it. I do it literally every morning. I go to Starbucks and I go buy me a Starbucks and, and, and I'm just praying that the person in the back didn't order a lot more than me. But even to the point that I pull up at Starbucks and the person that works the window, sometimes I go to a different view, but they know me so well. They go, Pastor, are you buying the person behind you? I said, yes, put it on my tab. Because at the end of the day, I want to start my morning off by being generous. I want to live this life of generosity. I want to be able to be trusted with more. That God has for my life. I never want to hold on and, 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 and define my life by what's been given to me. Because God desires that we forget our sins. But he never wants us to forget where we came from. We had nothing. We were broken. We were hurting. We were far from God. And yet we're living this life of Generosity. A couple of things about generous people is that number one, generous people are happy. Just, they live this happy life. They live this life in which they understand, man, that my joy isn't found in what I've received, but my joy is found in what I give. Talk to a mother. Ask them what was the greatest, joyous moment of their life, and they will not say it was their wedding. They'll always say, I never felt more joy in my life until I actually delivered a child. Something that I was given that I'm now able to give away. Something I'm able to train. Something I'm able to pour my life into. I've never had more joy in my life. The things that make you happy. I love what Proverbs says. Proverbs says this. It says some people are always greedy for more. But the godly. Man, they just love to give. They're finding something. When all this time we thought, man, man, generosity is about resources. No, it's about faith. It's about love. It's about the things of the kingdom that you and I possess. I get the privilege of of doing a life group every Wednesday. And in that life group, nine men, every Wednesday. In that room, this year will be more than a billion dollars of business. Not a million, a billion. And it's incredible, man. A couple of weeks ago, I showed up and they were all drinking coffee. We always have coffee, bagels, things, different things like that. And they're talking about their vacations. And they're like, oh, did you did you hook up with that travel agent? And And yeah, man, we're going to go to Nashville and we're getting on the jet. And then, you know, we're doing all these private tours and we're going to oh eat all man once man i'm going to barbados man it's going to be incredible man when them hotels you know it's got a i don't know water and it is going all this kind of stuff and then they look at me and i'm like yo i use expedia <laughs> and they're like you, you never heard of that i'm like brothers brothers do y'all forget i'm a pastor And they just started laughing, giggling. And what's amazing is that you would think everybody on the outside wants what they have. But those nine men show up every Wednesday because they want what I have. See, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, peace is better than having a million dollars in your account. Faith is better than having an overflow in your resources because faith can get you something that money can't buy. Love can give you something that literally, if it's not there, it will cost you more than anything else. What are you saying, Pastor? I want to live a happy life. How do I live a happy life? I want to live a generous life. I want to be the most generous person you'll ever meet in your life. Why? Because what has been given to me, I'm able to give to somebody else because he who became rich God, of God. Got a guy by the name of Obed who was poor. And when he got a hold of Obed who was poor, he made his life to be rich in Jesus' name. Yeah. That, that, that's what God desires in our life. But, man, the generous are, are happy. The second thing, man, is the generous are compassionate. Man, when you get around generous people, they're compassionate. I love what the Bible says. The Bible says this in Proverbs 29. It says the godly care about the rights of the poor. Not talking about poor economically poor socially, poor in their marriage, poor in their parenting. Man, the the compassionate care about just you, the person. They care about your children. They care about your grandchildren. They care about your life. Blessed are those that the godly care about the rights of the poor. But look what it says, but the wicked don't care at all. Listen to yourself pray. Matter of fact, time it. And just time the prayer that you pray that has everything to do with you. God, help me. God, deliver me. God, help my family. God, help my marriage. God, help my children. Why are you asking for help? When you have a seat at the table, you pray like you're still feasting on crumbs when God invited you to the table he He decided right then and there you don't have to worry about your children. The children are a heritage of the Lord. You don't have to worry about your marriage because what I put together let no man separate. You don't have to worry about your finances. I'm the God who supplies all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ. So instead of me going into prayer and saying help me you just walk and say God I thank you that you take care of me. I thank you that my marriage is on fire. I thank you that I Got more than enough in my account. I thank you that you're opening up doors that no man can. I thank you that business is coming from the east, the west, the south, and the north. I thank you that I'm attractive to customers and they're gonna and clients, they're gonna come walking to me. For Lord, if you directed the steps of Peter to go to the fish with the gold coin in his mouth, I thank you that there's people that got gold coin in their life that are attracted to my business. Not gonna spend nowhere else where they're gonna spend with me because I'm gonna be a generous person. I'm gonna give to the kingdom of God, I'm gonna help those who are poor help those in needy I promise you your life will take off like never before what are you saying pastor Obed I'm saying listen you don't have to beg when you got faith you don't gotta go to God and just oh God please no you got a seat at the table you got more faith than you could imagine you got more love than you ever dreamed of all he wants you to do now is stop focusing on you and focus on somebody else. Find a need and feel it. Find a hurt and heal it. Be compassionate towards people. Instead of saying, well, that's what they deserve. No, it's the consequence of ignorance. The same consequence your ignorance cost. At the end of the day, I'm moved by them. And one of my other life groups on Fridays are some key community leaders. One, two of them are chief of police in our communities. I always asked them, when I met them, I said, what, what made you become a police officer? And their stories are always the same. Somehow, some way, their life was impacted by law enforcement. Ask somebody, Why do you want to be a doctor? Because somehow, some way their life was impacted by that. Maybe they wanna they want to help folks, they they want to get people well because they they knew someone who was sick. Ask somebody, why do you want to be a lawyer? And they go, because I just love to argue. (laughs) It's amazing that we tend to be compassionate to the very things we've been delivered from. It's almost as if the mark of my ministry is by the scars of my past. Like in some sense, I have compassion for a single mom if I had a child out of wedlock and was single. I have compassion for a person who was hooked on drugs because I knew what it was like to wake up every morning and want something that's actually going to destroy my purpose. And yet what's amazing about believers is that we come to church and we get to sit at the table, we begin to feast on the things of God. We forget about our sins. But the dangerous part is that we forget about where we came from. See, in order for Jesus to reach down and get you, he still had to reach up and be attached to the father. And it's the way your life should live. You're at the top, but you're willing to stretch your hands down to the bottom. And as the hands that is attached to you at the top of his Christ is lifting you up. Guess what you're doing with the hands of those who are poor? You're lifting them up with you. At the end of the day, you didn't become poor. I mean, you didn't become rich so that you can just stay at the place at the top and just be rich. No. You became rich so that you can go down to the poor. In order for the poor to experience the same God you've experienced. The generous are compassionate. The third is that the generous are blessed. They're blessed. That that word blessed means endowment. It, it, it actually means in some sense like an overflow. Like, like, for instance, if we were here in August when it's, you know, 110 degrees with 99% humidity. Okay, you take a shower and then you walk out and it's a shower. Okay, you walk in, you walk out with your hair looking one way. And then you walk out and your hair just went on steroids. See, that's one thing I don't have to worry about. But imagine if pastor was here and, and everybody was thirsty. Everybody licking their lips, trying to get spit out of their tongue because they was thirsty. No water. And I had a bucket of water. And I saw pastor, Pastor Josh right here. And I, I took the bucket and I poured it over him. That symbolically speaks of a Blessing. When the blessing of God comes upon you, it's like a bucket of water. It, 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 it's an endowment over you. And then I told Josh, Josh, the water's over there. So Josh would go running to where the water is. Everybody would know where Josh is going because they can follow the trail that's left behind by the water that was poured over his life pastor what are you saying that they can get to the same place he's going to because he made a mark of where he was When you're blessed of God, you're making a mark of where you are. It don't shock me that this house is full right now. It was almost full in the first service because somebody who first got the endowment of the blessing over their life got saturated by the things of God and people began to follow where those trails were leading because where they were they left a mark and they finally came into OSC Jennings and found the river that they've been looking for because they were thirsty and after righteousness and they were thirsty and after love and they were thirsty and after peace and they come and they can be quenched in this place. That's the generous heart that's blessed. Imagine you going to God and saying, oh God, forgive me of my sins today. He's like, sorry. I don't got it. I ran out. Tell your family to stop using it all. You'd be shocked. Not only would you be shocked, you would be hurt. Not only would you be hurt, but you would be broken. Man, we're not blessed to just hoard it. We're blessed to give it away. I love shoes. Don't hate, celebrate. (laughs) And I got a lot of shoes. Tons of shoes. But my, my shoe size hasn't changed since I was 18, okay? And so I've wore a size 9, hint, the whole time. And so I'm wearing, you know, I got a tons of shoes. So we just, so I was preaching at a church while back. And I like to trot back and forth. I, like, I don't like to be on a stage. I like to be down with the people because I'm down with the people. You down with, the, I'm joking. You down with, oh, no, I'm joking. Get, get whirly in this place. Some of you are like, hey. <laughs> so I, I, I like to walk back and forth when I preach because, you know, it's a rhythm. So every time I was walking by, there was a guy sitting where pastor was. He was like, man, I like them shoes. <laughs> I walked by preaching. Man, I like them shoes. He's sitting under his lips. So finally, I just got... I just stopped and I said, bro, listen, I, I, I know what you've been saying. Praise the Lord. It's a conversation right now. Y'all got an A and B conversation. See your way out of here right now. Okay. So I take off my shoes. Now I don't wear socks. I do, but they're, yeah. Cause God blesses socks out of me. That's why I don't, I don't wear socks. So I take off my shoes. I preach in my socks. To my shock, he puts them on. <laughs> Takes his shoes off, and he goes, Man, they fit, they fit perfect. I'm thinking, I'm never getting these shoes back. And it was just, it was challenging to me. Because I love them shoes. But you gotta be generous. A month and a half later, we move. Get some U Hauls, we're moving and I got all my shoes. It's a lot, like a lot. You wanna know how much? Some of you are like, yeah, I wanna know. But, but I, I, okay, I, I have 400 pair of shoes. Like Jordans, no, 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 see why are you acting like that? Some of you got a vault or two with like 35 guns. What you need 35 guns for? You can only shoot two. Come on, stop sipping on Haterade. Don't hate me because you ain't me. And, well, let me not not go there because I'm in the South. I want to make it home. Let me say it like this Shoes are biblical. They're biblical. Isaiah 52, 7. How lovely are the feet of them who bring good news? That's biblical. It's part of the armor of God in, in, in Ephesians chapter six. Put shod your feet with the peace of God. Come on, every time I put on a new pair of shoes, it brings me peace. Come on, can I get an amen with some shoe lovers in this house? Some of you men like, I'm gonna kill you. You just gave permission for my wife to go spend more money. Well, brother, she'll have more peace. Happy wife, happy life. So this kid who's part of our student ministry was helping us move. So he told his daddy, he said, daddy, I'm taking all of pastor's shoes. I'm gonna put them in his closet. Well, it would have taken about 20 minutes with just some, you know, dollies and stuff, but it took him hours. So finally, man, I go over there. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? He goes, pastor, I'm putting your shoes up perfectly wherever you want them. Just, I knew, I knew the way you like because I got shoe game too, you know, and I'm like this. And he goes, and I gotta admit, I opened up every box I'm like okay and I heard that still small voice you need to give him some shoes I'm like the devil is a liar get thee behind me Satan temptation is not of God no you need to give him some shoes So I go outside. I try to walk it off. (laughs) See, he tells you to be obedient. He didn't say instant obedience. (laughs) So I'm trying to walk it off, thinking maybe it's just my conscience. (laughs) No, you need to give him him shoes. So I finally go to him and say, hey, look it. Here's the deal. You got 10 minutes to get as many pairs of shoes as you want. I went and I watched and it only got 27 pairs. But I'm going to tell you what took him along. He knew where every shoe was. (laughs) So he was going over here. Then he was dropping to that box number four over here and he'd pull it out and my heart would ache. Oh, God, (laughs) Jesus, you're crucifying my flesh right now. (laughs) A week later. A week later, I'm doing a Bible study. It's in Beverly Hills, Hollywood area. And they're, you know, little small Bible study people there. I had no idea this one guy that was in there, like, is like Mr. Shoe Game of Shoe Game of Shoe Game. I had no idea, which is good. So finally, afterwards, he comes up to me and he goes, man, I really like them shoes you're wearing. said, brother, in my mind, I'm like, you ain't getting these at all. He says, man, the whole time you was preaching, I never met a pastor like, man, you, I like you. I'm like, well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. But I do love my wife. (laughs) Because you don't know. You just don't know. So he goes, um, I got all kinds of shoes. I said, what kind of shoes you got? He started spitting shoes out. Pow, pa pa pa. I was like, wow, Lord, you're going to be my best friend. And then I asked him, what size do you wear? He goes, I wear a size nine. I, oh, hey, 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 hey. I just had a Holy Ghost jerk right there spirit of prophecy came on me and the Lord said you need to cough up them shoes right now. You sow into a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. No, I didn't do that. He goes, you know, the whole time you're speaking the Lord spoke to me. He said, you need to come to my house and grab as many shoes as you can. I said, really? I said, are you going to give me a time limit? No, you can take as many as you want. It's amazing when you're generous. I could go on and on. I I, I remember, man, when I woke up and I just paid my car off. We were a church plant. We had no money. I just paid my last note on my 300 Chrysler. I wake up in the morning. I go to tell my wife. I said, you know what's interesting? This morning, the Lord told me to give my car away. She's like, well, honey, how are we going to get around? There was no Uber at that time. I said, I don't know. And, 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 and I said, I just feel like God told me I need to give it away. And she goes, to who? I said, I don't know. I go to church, and I see a single mom, and she's walking with three kids, and the Lord said, that's the one. So I walked up to her right after service. She must have thought I was crazy. I said, I, I don't know your car situation. But two days ago, while I was in prayer, the Lord told me I need to give my car away. It's a 300 Chrysler. Got 22-inch dubs on it. It's fresh here. And she goes, no, 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 you, you can't do this. And I'm like, no, I need to give it to you. She's like, pastor, you playing with me? I said, no, no, I ain't playing with you. You had to take these keys before I take it back. <laughs> Not knowing that every Sunday she was taking the bus with her two little children. I never said a word, never told anyone. We was hitching rides from staff. I get a phone call from one of my elders he says, man, I need to meet you for coffee. we go going to have coffee. And He says, Pastor Obed, my business is doing phenomenal. It's crazy, man. Thank you for destiny. I'm like, yeah. In my mind, I'm like, brother, I need a car. <laughs> and he said, you know that Cadillac Escalade I told you I ordered? I said, yeah, you just picked it up a month ago. He goes, yeah, I've been driving it. Pastor Obed, it's not for me. And I'm like, okay. Praise the Lord. He says, it's for you. I was like, oh Lord, hey. Thank you, Jesus. And gave me a hundred and fifteen thousand dollar Cadillac Escalade. It's amazing when you're generous that God never asks you to give something without a harvest that He has on mind on his mind. And whatever it may be, joy, love, peace, whatever you're giving somebody, he always has more in store for you. It's why the next is is that the generous are always rewarded. They're always rewarded. And when God rewards you of your generosity, listen, here's what he says. He says this. Look what he says. He says, if you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord. Watch this. And he will repay you. There's nothing that you give away. You're not going to give love away to your wife and not it return be returned back to you in full. It's always going to come back with the same measure that you've given away. When you decide, I'm going to live a life of generosity. I'm going to live a life that literally, I want to help those who are poor to get to the place where I'm at being enriched in faith. The Bible says in Psalms, they share freely and give, give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. God never forgets the phone call you gave of encouragement to somebody because the day's gonna come when you're hoping that phone rings and guess what? Someone's gonna call you with that phone call of encouragement because God never forgot what you did for somebody else. The Bible goes on to say, yes, you will be enriched in every area, your family, your children, your marriage, your parenting. In every area, you're going to be rich so that you can always be generous. And when you take your gifts to those in need of them, they will thank God for you. At the end of the day, listen, you're never releasing something that's not going to be released back into your hands. And as I close today, listen, here's what God's telling you today. Will you be generous with your time? Would you be generous with your touch? Would you be generous with your treasure? Will you be generous with your talent? Man, when, 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 when you can be generous with that, Pastor Obed, I'm going to, I'm too busy. No, 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 no. Busy means being under Satan's yoke. God never called his people to be busy. He called his people to be fruitful. Pastor Obed, I, I, I want to this week give more time to my children. Be generous with that. Pastor Obed, this week I want to, I just don't want to tell my wife I love her one time. I, I want to tell her two times. Be generous with your touch. Pastor Obed, if there's somebody in need in the church that needs some little bit of work, some single mom that can't afford it. I can give a little bit of my talent. I'm going to be generous with that. Man, if there's somebody who's hurting, maybe maybe just with a little bit of treasure, I can, I can give them a blessing. Maybe for the first time, they can actually take their kids out to dinner. It's just being generous. You're generous with what God has trusted you with. imagine I would have faith to believe for right now a 14 million dollar building when just 10 years ago I only had faith to believe for 1.4 million I never imagined but the faith I've given away is the faith I receive friends at the end of the day it's not given to you more than it's given through you and I just want to live a life that's generous. And all your life should live is just a life of generosity. Look at your church. Look around and see what you got. A quarter of this city comes here. 10% of your city comes here. You have thousands of people at some helicopter or whatever drop. Churches in metropolitan cities that have two, four, seven, a million people won't even get that. Be generous. Be a blessing to somebody else. Find someone this week and bless them. Give a word of encouragement to somebody who needs it. Because remember, he who was rich became poor who are poor can become rich. Every need is met over your life in Jesus' name. May you be rich in your marriage, rich in your parenting, rich in your career, rich in your finances. I prophesy it over your house right now. I prophesy it over this church right now that you will not lack no good thing. Father, I pray for every person that's here. Lord, I pray, God, that the spirit of the Lord that's in this place, the hearts of the generous are just getting larger and larger and larger. Lord, we're no longer eating the scrapes and the crumbs that have fell off the table. God, we've been invited to the table. We sure are living lives full of generosity. I pray, God that the hearts of the generous will grow larger in this place as your head bowed and your eyes closed i'm running over time i want to be as quick as i can if you're here today and you say pastor obed i'm far from god i don't I, i don't know if my name is written in the lamb's book of life be honest with you i don't know if i die today i'd be in heaven friends i'm gonna pray this prayer and you want me to include you in this prayer on the count of three i'm gonna ask you to lift your hands one, two, three, lift them up wherever they're at. God bless you, 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 God bless you. God bless you, 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 God bless you. As your hands are lifted, just keep them up as high as they can. We're all going to pray this prayer because you're not here to do life alone. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Today I ask you to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Jesus, I promise from this day forward, I'm going to live for you and not for myself. I thank you that my sins are forgiven. My past is forgotten. And my future is filled with hope. I'm going to follow you from this day forward and be your disciple. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, I pray for every person that's here. May an anointing of generosity overcome this place. May it never be the same in Jesus name and all God's people say, amen.